Hey everybody, welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio, Season 5, Episode 8. Can you imagine that we've been here for five years, for all of you, for your beers and tears? Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> it's your guy, Big Chuck, down here in Houston, having the time of my life. And as usual, I'm right around the corner from Big Danny Lakey. Danny, how are you, sir? Hey, the weather was 87 or 82 degrees today. I am fantastic. <laughs> yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in the show. We set up the parameters. We're going to talk a little bit of sports, a little bit of crazy politics, a little bit of fun, lots of dad jokes, lots of good stuff. But I got to tell you, so uh, right up front, if you haven't met Danny, He's a big old SOB. I'm not like the <laughs> tiny guy in the team. You know, I'm a good solid 6'1", 5'2", whatever, somewhere around there. Danny's a big guy, right? So I've never met a big fella who is – he. now, I, I wouldn't want to cross you, but he's got that he, – he's got the softness, like pampered, and, and he deserves it. Don't get me wrong. So I, I – He's always cold when it's cold, and his cold meter, and lots of these things about his cold meter and his soft skin. And so I just want to say that he's, he's, he's a great, one of the best men you'll ever meet. But I'll tell you, for you you would think like if you meet a big old gorilla, that the gorilla would need to have his nails trimmed. I got to pick on Danny. That's all right, man. To, to be too. So I got this shower at my house, ladies and gentlemen, and it really pumps out the pressure, right, Danny? I mean, <laughs> it, will, it, will, it will, like, car wash you. So I was like, dude, you got to go in there. And he goes, yeah, it's a little much for me, buddy. I'm like, Come on, man. Come on, man. That thing will wash everything good. He goes, nope, 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 nope. I, so, nope. So, so, yeah, I, I will admit. So he, he was telling me how, how great – you turn on the high pressure, and I'm like, yeah, I had to turn it down a notch because that was a little bit too much. It was, it was really, it was really hurting my skin. Now, on the flip side, on the flip side, your water doesn't get hot enough. Yeah. <laughs> I can take another ten or twelve degrees, we you know. So hey, incumbent, what do they call it? Well, they got the the incumbent, not the incumbent. The uh, we got the tankless water. Uh, because it's a tankless water heater, blah blah blah. But so I guess all right. Hey, I, I, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not bitching. It's just if it were me, I'd crank it up a little bit hotter. <laughs> oh, I, I'd like to, unless you had a three-year-old, sir. That is and then true. you crank it up, there right? Right. So Daddy actually cranked it down, and lots of other things Daddy does without anybody saying, "Hey, great job, Daddy." So by the way, she's going to be four soon, and she actually. Uh, uh, is going to be a, a model for a few magazines. We've had some interest on in her headshots. Sweet. Emerson, you are the most beautiful girl in the world. All right, so enough about that. Sports, sports, and more sports of shorts. Shorts and sports and shorts of more sports. Sports and shorts. So there's been so much going on in the, in, in the old calendar world. I got to tell you that uh, why, why are the – first of all, NFL. All right. So, why do why are teams like waiting for the day between somebody has contract has to be dumped before they dump them? I mean, 
aren't they business people too? Don't you have to look and forecast and go, look, Ezekiel Elliott's going to put us over the cap. He's only half but uh, and half-assed anymore. And so don't you have to forecast that and try to change your direction? And where does that go? Well, I, I think you're right. In some cases, they just wait too long, and that and that's very frustrating. At the same time, you hold on to a Ezekiel Elliott because you're hoping that somebody's going to negotiate. Right, you don't know with if you. Pollard's going to be back. Good, right? Well, that but but I think that there's enough. You may get some in the draft, but at the same time, you don't know if somebody's going to offer you something. You know, I mean, you're ready to get rid of him, and somebody may go, "Hey." We'll trade you for him if he'll renegotiate his contract down to blah, and we'll give you a third-round pick or we'll give you a fifth-round pick because any pick is better than no pick. And, you know, some some team who says, hey, uh, a great blocker that can run on third down if we can get the right price would be fantastic and is worth a fifth-round pick to us, Basically, maybe willing to back, do it. So back, right. Yeah, so you hold well, off Danny, I forgot until, to tell you. Yeah. I just – I just today I burned two thousand two thousand calories. Wow! I left a pan of, pan of brownies in the, in the oven. <laughs> All right. There's a stupid joke. So that's the first thing about the Cowboys is I got to go. You know, I think it's time for them to really, as an organization, knowing you. First of all, second of all, I had this great deal for Danny. I found some actual Cowboys seats. From the original Cowboys Stadium that a friend of the show, Justin, was had, and I was like, "Dude, you gotta have these. When you're fifty thousand years old, your kids will sit in these and go, my butt's planted where Tom Landry and Roger Plaza.' And it did, and it fell through. It's all good, but but that's what we do for old guys. We look out. They looked out for me. They asked if I wanted some, and I said, "Well, if I bought some of those for my house, I'd spontaneously combust." My credit cards will all catch on fire. I'd have to get some fire extinguishers out. There's no way I could have bought them. I was going to buy them as a gift for my good, my, my brother Danny. But I was like, no. If I buy them and send them, everything I send is going to burn. My paper money, my credit cards, oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you something about, you know, you talk about pet peeves. And so all of my feeds that I read are putting up all these projected cowboy trades and you know it's it's some of the most ridiculous trades that they that they think dallas should make well i don't care what you think they should do i want to know what dallas is doing and and i've seen this on a lot of different stuff is oh the chiefs should trade blah 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 it's like dude who the hell are you and you know you know it's like oh I, i think there was one it was like oh dallas should make this mega trade and it was like between three different teams and i'm like who the hell is sitting around thinking this crap up? It's like, oh, I want my team to have this guy, and how can I get it? You know, what is it? Six six, six, six uh, shades of separation for <laughs> – six degrees of separation for the team I want. Well, <laughs> it's like, holy crap. Come on, man. It, the, the, it's just like the real news. It's hard to really get real things from really what they do, and we're all sitting on our hands going, what's going to happen? So – I will tell you that, uh, you know, the Cowboys are a quarterback away from the Super Bowl, and they're and, um, and, and they're probably, pretty well locked into the cow, the quarterback that they got, and there's not much they can do about that. Unless they pull the six months ago thing that <laughs> yeah. I pulled, yeah. I told them if they if they do something, and what would really be cool about that? So I would say, 
they could they could trade that and get a draft pick from it and get a development player and a pickup player, but we'll move off of them. So as yeah. the NFL as a whole, we gotta we gotta start working on baseball now. So okay. Danny start magically uh-huh. working on baseball. So projections are by the way, thank you to the old guys Royal Radio. Danny, is there any rules of the show? Uh like you know, Danny, like us share Danny share Danny. Like <laughs> Danny <laughs> Like yeah, us, share us, so. tell your friends about us. Uh, go out there and do something nice for somebody. There you are. And so, hey, um, just so you know, because we got into a lot of new people. If you want to reach us through email, you can reach us at oldguysworldradio uh, at yahoo.com or you can go to our website at oldguysworldradio.com, which cost me another $173 for the next year. So that price keeps going. You know, yeah. that one that was $9.95 the first year, yeah, it's $173 a year now. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but it comes with the email address as well. So. And the website. So you can go visit our website, which I haven't updated in a while, and I apologize for that. But you want to find us you can hear us on almost anywhere and if you just google old guys world radio the first 37 google spots are all ours there's nothing yes, else like and it's it. our so, old shows and, and they're you know quite frankly like tonight's a good show um uh, it's about about 70 30 there's some <laughs> nights when i'm too drunk and he's too tired or however it works out that the shows don't have a lot of great content um they always have entertainment they always have a lot of fun. And if you like Americans and sports, and, and even if you don't, you know, good Lord, listen, have some fun. While you're driving to work, while you're flying on a plane, put it on there. You can download it. You can share it. Subscribe. So, All right. So so you want to talk baseball. And, and last week we talked about some of the, the new uh, rules. And I – Piss and yeah. moan on all of them because I don't like any of them, right? So I, I'm I'm just going to be completely hypocritical. You don't like the new clock, honestly. I, you know, no, I don't. I, I I think it's there's too many steps. It's too it's too confusing, too convoluted. Um, I I just you know it's the, easy. I, when I, the pitcher gets the ball, he's the clock starts. That part doesn't bother me. It's when they start talking about the pitcher only can uh, do two pickoff attempts. Now they do only or step off. I'm okay with limiting two step offs to a certain batter if you're just stepping off. But I think if there's a runner on first base, you should be able to do more than two pickoff moves. If you, you know, it, it, it if that if it is important to the game uh, and you need to keep him close oh. and he's a great runner and you don't have a great catcher as a pitcher, you have to protect that catcher. And sometimes it takes two more throws. And if you make two, then he knows you're not going to do it again. He knows you can't. And that's where the problem is. We're getting too – please don't drill it down to Sorry. general – generally, generally what I'm trying to say is is that if what, – what are they doing to the sport? Well, yeah. Now, on they're trying to make it faster, and the timer, that part I get. It's just all the other stuff I, I don't like. However, I, I, wanted, I wanted to go in and tell you on one of them, we talked about the shift, and I didn't like that. They do have one of the shift restrictions that I do like, so I'm going to be a little hypocritical. All four infielders must have both feet inside the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber, okay? And and I do like that. Sometimes you get a guy who drops out of the dirt, and he's like a short fielder, 
And I don't like that. You're either an infielder or you're an outfielder, and the dirt is the infield, and you need to play in the infield. So I do like that. I just don't like the restrictions of back and forth. But that's a whole different thing. Um, All right. So anyway. So, um, I want to I zap some of that. Yeah. And, and piggyback on it and, and, and add to it. So the reason I want to add to it, folks, is several years ago in our show, I said what they're trying to do to everything is make it a video game. Yeah, they are. So what they what they've done it's almost there. It's approved. So they got to speed it up. So have you have you played baseball on PlayStation 4? I have not. I love to because yeah. I'm such a bad hitter that when you play video games uh, online, no no sorry, not even online, just play video games. You have to kind of be online to play a game anymore, right? Connected right. to yeah. their. But oh, dude, I, I am a jack, a home run artist. I play on the lowest level of both NBA and baseball. I'm a PlayStation Four slash Five, and uh, it's so much fun to play the home run derby, and, <laughs> and and just to be able to pitch with. The, the team you're pitching against being so low level-wise that you're so much better, you whip everybody's arse. Yeah. Like Tecmo Bowl. You know, when you were good at Tecmo Bowl, you won Tecmo Bowl because you knew what plays to call and what team you could run with and all the tricks you could play on Nintendo 64 or whatever. Nintendo. So, unfortunately, it's no longer going to be a sport. Of course not. I mean, and that's where all of our games are going because, you know, we live in the woke generation and, uh, yeah. you know, we, we live they in the cell phone contact. generation. Yeah. They don't want – they want dancing and loud music and it sells money and dollars and starts to make it global. And so what they're doing to our old pastime is they're making it a video game like they did basketball, ladies and gentlemen. So – before I frame it up entirely, basketball is still very entertaining. Yeah. But it is not the it, – it is a game. Right. The all-star game was fun, and the sports – the challenge – we could talk another week about the dunk contest. They signed a guy to a contract to a team who could have dunk everybody won the dunk contest. Cool for him. Right. Um, good for his family. That should have been that, – that's just poop. In sports, to me, but what they're doing to sports is minimalizing the toughness, so everybody can play and everybody gets a trophy and everybody wins. And online gaming is a trillion-dollar industry. I get it. Yeah, but so is sports. <laughs> so the second one they've got us on, ladies and gentlemen. Now they're doing it to Major League Baseball, right? Dead basketball, doing baseball. And they're really working on football. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the video game era. I saw, Danny, where um, about 40 players, this is with all due respect, ladies and gentlemen, about 40 players who played in the NFL and are still okay right now, previous players, have brought up a class action lawsuit for their injuries playing the game. And, you know, 
I don't know if you out there ever played football. It's not patty cakes. And if you played professionally, even on a practice squad, you made more money than a lot of people make. So I'm going to tell you right now that if you played at any level in the NFL, you can kiss it. You can kiss it. You can kiss it. You can kiss it. <laughs> right on the tip. Yeah, well, I'm a little easy. On the tip of the spear that's right. that says stop that's right. these lawsuits to, to try to recoup from – there are legitimate injuries, but the NFL pays those who have legitimate injuries. The people who walk away from the game later, they'll still pay you too. They really do. And they have tri- trillions of dollars, literally, to pay you all. And when I see these type of lawsuits, it does nothing but piss me off. Go. Sorry. No, Go no. On. I mean, I, I, I'm i with you. I'm, I'm tired of, of where we're headed um, just with all the crap. I mean, it's, it's just too much. And, and, and I hate lawsuits. You know, you played the game. You knew what you were playing about. You know, I, I got a knee that tore an ACL playing football. I'm not trying to sue anybody. I knew what was out there. It, it, it is what it is. You know, that's part of the game. And when you played it back then, you knew it was tough. But, Danny, if they sign a, a small or large contract, yeah, even practice squad has to sign on the line. If you sign something to play, I signed up to do a job right now, right? Right. I, I'm signed. I'm, I make okay money. I work very hard, right? So I signed it. If I get injured, they will help me get uninjured. But in 10 years, if I turn around and go, wait, I'm injured. <laughs> yeah. That's not how the process should work. No, what I it agree. is, is I agree. it's a bunch of, it's, a, it's today's world. If you can get a lawsuit and stir something up and do something crazy, then everybody's got to go good because it's all woke. No more woke, no more yeah. woke. No more Biden. No more Biden. Oops. Sorry. So, That's all right. Did you see any of the NBA All-Star game? Or no, the NBA I try to avoid it. And, and I kind of get really burnt because, you know, LeBron James doesn't participate in anything. And, you know, you really want the greats to do it. I don't care if he wins the slam dunk contest. I just want him to be in it. And he don't want to participate. This is not a football game that you're going 110 miles an hour and you could lose your career on. This is a dunk contest. Come on, dude. Man up. Grow some balls. Show the young ones how to do it. Oh, no, wait. I'm LeBron, and I'm not going to do this because I am too good for your ass. It is all me. The world's highest score ever. Okay, I get your all me thing, but it's kind of been the behavior as players get a little older. From Jordan and everybody Jordan else, they don't did really it. participate. Jordan did it. That's the thing. He did it Jordan at the beginning of his career. Yeah, Jordan did it. Beginning of his career. The beginning of his career, yeah. he won it. He did like four years, five years. Then he stopped. LeBron did it, and he won it, and he did it four or five years. But, but I liked, I liked the skills challenge, the three point contest, yeah, the dunk contest with all the young guys. So. It's very entertaining, but I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen around the world, I, I, I know I'm going to hear feedback from this, people that know that, that I know. So I've got a new nickname for, for the golden child. You ready? All right. It's, it's LeBron Shames. Because <laughs> what right. he does to me is he shames the game of basketball 
with his attitude and his arrogance. Yeah. There's never been a player before with the certain type of talent made for the game right now. But there's also never been anyone who disrespected the game and felt that they were more important or bigger than the game. So when I say this, I want you all to really think about who's the greatest player of all time. LeBron Shames is shameful to the game because he thinks he's bigger than the game. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that completely. There's my analogy of world. There's my analogy about the NBA. Great all-star game. Love the game. Uh, I went out and shot baskets the other day, and they said, oh, my gosh, old man, did you, you, could you touch your rim? Oh, yeah, 53. can probably still dunk if I was in shape. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. When I was shooting, they were like, doing my exercise, shooting my baskets, got some backboard gym. They're like, dude, could you dunk? I go, I, I won't want to roll an ankle at 53. No, thank you. So thank you for tuning in, old guys. We're ready. Thank you everywhere around the world, all around the world, all of our viewers. So are we, are we at the favorite part of the show? Um, no, not quite. We, we got a little bit to go. So, um, if you want to talk, you were talking baseball and so let's, let's just go back to, uh, the top, just the top ranked teams. So predictions, give me, give me some top ranks. All right. Yes. All right. Give me the, give me the top 10, start naming the top 10, uh, ranking in uh, power rankings at the preseason of major league baseball. This year. Yeah. Oh, Houston Astros are definitely number one. <clears throat> the Houston Astros are definitely number one. Now, I don't understand this because, they, oh, final regular season ranking last year was number two. I was like, wait a minute. They won it all. But, yeah, that's regular season. World Series. That, was, that was regular season. Final regular season when they were number uh, – uh, regular season. I would season. say so. number one. I'm probably going to go Yankees number two. Uh, no, the Yankees are number three. All I've got to do is get three in the top five, dude. Okay. No, that's fine. But Yankees are number three. You're still there. Right. No, you're still there. Right. Um, oh, man, this one's a tough one because there's a couple teams. Uh, Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers are number six. Ah! So I get one more to be in the top five or you give me a (laughs) – All right. Uh, so not Dodgers. Uh, eh, eh, eh. I'm trying. I'm trying to think which league to guess from. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Cardinals. I know it's not right. No, no. The uh, Cardinals. I know they're not even ranked. I know. So who are the top five? Just the top five. Top five. It's uh, Houston, yeah. Atlanta, the Yankees, oh, the Mets, Atlanta. the Mets, the, and the Padres, and then you have. Uh, the Dodgers. So five of the first six are all in are NL teams, and uh, then yeah. you have the Blue Jays, and then the Phillies. Another one. So well, uh, but, well, but isn't that funny? Because you know you can rank as many teams as you want in the top whatever, but only one from each division <laughs> gets yeah. into the World Series. Yeah. So you can rank who's the top ten teams in baseball. They say all NL. Actually, I'm wrong because you got you got Houston and New York yeah. in the top five. Do you, so you remember the old movie Highlander? Yeah, there can be only one. All right, wait, and I'll do it. Ready for it? Yeah. 
there can be only one Highlander. <laughs> so I'm very good at that. That was an awesome movie. Did you know, folks, if, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for the old guys were radio. Did you know that the starting actor learned, the starring actor in Highlander learned English for that movie? I did not know not that. Not Chuck Conrad. I did not know that. Yes. I, I did not know that. And I was reading all those, you know the Facebook things, you read things and memes. And, so anyway, said that guy learned English to be in that starring role. And he was weird. And if you remember the movie, he was weird. And, and the catalyst to make it a, a great success was Sean Connery. Hello, lad. Oh, so, Danny, why don't you ask me about the top five sports in the world? Oh. <laughs> I think we've already done that. We've already. Oh, done. Yeah. I, I how about to... you ask me? How about you ask me about your cousin? <laughs> oh, go uh, ahead. You know what she said last night. What did she say? <laughs> okay. Then <laughs> one you. I was giving her the old one too, and she said, "Move <laughs> There you are, sir. Right. There's the Sean Connery. Roll guys, roll radio. That 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 Saturday Night Live skit, that whole run of them were great. And yeah. All right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just you don't know where you can edit that out. Uh, I love Sean Connery. That's all right. I like Go Sean ahead. Connery too. All right. So uh, M- MLB uh, is about to start. They're uh, sp- I mean they're in spring training now. They're uh, the games are about to officially start, so that's kind of fun. Uh, we're gonna see uh, start getting to see some of the the baseball and and. It'll be fun that there's going to be a full uh, warm-up season. Um, so February the 24th, Friday, is uh, the kickoff to spring training. So that's that that ought to be a lot of fun. And, and uh, if you're a baseball and, fan, things are about to happen. Reported. And uh, it's you're right about the rankings of the teams. I think that's right. Um, they'll, be, they'll always be an upstart team. But I'm surprised that the Astros, again, are ranked that highly. Um, because they've lost players again. But in talking to the people, I know two people who work at Astro Stadium, and I have some ends being here in Houston. And they were like, well, the funny thing that people don't realize, most of their success on the pitching staff was all of the people they don't have to resign yet. Right. Yeah, the younger guys. Absolutely. Verlander was the one that they, they lost they wanted to keep. But that's the first thing. Also, Altuve staying, and most of the staff, most of most of the team staying. There was a couple of this and that, but most of this team is younger. And if they can keep it together for the year and not a lot of injuries, I mean, they were as solid as you can get through the down the stretch. The the thing that's going to be interesting is how many wins that they that they get this year and where they stand because there's so many games within the division and Seattle, Texas, and uh, um, Anaheim are all better. Now, I'm not saying that they're all better than than Houston, but when they play 17 games against each of these teams, if each of these teams are, say, two games better, right, and take two wins from the Astros, that's six That's six wins that they don't have that what they had last the trend, year. What was the trend of your Rangers at the end of the season? As they got DeGrom... And, and what was the trend at the end of the year? Well, at the end of the year, the trend was 
they stunk, and and it was the trend that they had at the beginning of the year. They they were horrible, but I, I I'll still go back when they when they changed up the front office and the ownership came out and said we've not been competitive for the last six years. At least they recognized who they were. And when you when just so, hey, hey, hang on, when you lean back like that, we pick up all the wind, and there's a lot of popping in there. Just just letting you know. Um, but so the I I'm just telling you that. The Rangers themselves have spent a lot of money on better. Do I? Do you think they made enough changes? Do you think that they they brought – they spent a lot of money on free agency, but did they do enough to be competitive? Competitive? Yes. Beat the Astros? No. But my that, and that's my point is that when you talk about playing seventeen games against a team and you go down twelve to five, well, if you're competitive and all of a sudden you get beat ten to seven or eleven to six, then that takes a win from that other team. And I wonder how much better at Texas, Seattle, and Anaheim are, and if they're going to steal six to eight games, maybe ten games from Houston's final ranking. That doesn't mean Houston's still not going to be first in the division. Right? It doesn't mean they're not going to make the playoffs, and and but they may not be as so, high ranking in in the, so what the is, game. What is Texas? It's not about it's about rankings, but it's about what what do the Rangers need to do, in your opinion, to facilitate that. So, so let's get into okay. a little deeper right. about what you need to think they need to do to facilitate that. Well, for them, they got to get Degrom pitching, and if Degrom pitches well. Um, you're talking about a solid 17-18 game winner, um, which they didn't have last year. And he's the number one, and then they've got some other other guys behind him. Um, you've got uh, – the pitching staff is relatively solid, uh, which they didn't have before. Um, you've got – I'm trying to think. Um, well, it's not about the numbers. So it's not about – so what do they need to do? They need to start building versus dumping. Well, of course, and start focus focusing on the the talent and building it from the bottom up. But la- last AAA. year, yeah, well, so they're trying to buy their way into credibility. They actually have a pretty good minor and league that, that's coming up, and so right. that that should be able to backfill over the next couple of years. They've spent some money on pitching. Um, I don't know if their bullpen's going to be that great, but their starting pitching is far improved. I'm not telling you that they're going to lead the league or anything, but they're far improved. Last year, they bought two batters that batted very well, um, and they seem to be, you know, uh, uh, it's Simeon and uh, Seeger. Both did really well last year. Uh, they brought them in. Nathan Lowe, who I think was a rookie last year, but I know he's relatively young, uh, he did better than expected. So if he can go where he did last year, the two other guys, you know, Seeger and Seaman do well, and then one so, or two other guys, they, like I said, now I, I've already made this prediction. I will not be able to say on game 18 or before, like I have the last five years, I will not be able to say they're out of the league because because they're going to make more than 18 games. I think the Rangers are going to be three-quarters into the season before we can make a determination of of whether or not they're going to go or not, which makes them competitive. At least it's competitive baseball. you, you You think that the changes they've made make that team competitive and that's exciting yeah for for i mean for a lot of us because i i like the rangers i like yeah. the astros I like the reds but it's good for texas baseball if they don't earn a dump heap. and i think the key for me the key is 
that they, they literally dumped at cancer. I mean, Daniels was just an inhibiting piece of crap for the entire organization because he they thought he knew Billy Ball and everything. I, I, I knew some of that stuff, right? So I kind of knew a little bit yeah. about it, and we get on the show and we talked personally, told, told our friends down here. But the fact is that they, they never got better. No. They never got no. better. And hopefully they're they're realizing and doing the right thing. So uh, thank you for tuning in Old Guys World Radio. It's your guy Chuck Wagon. I have a wagon in the back of my house, and I like to cook Chuck steak. So my name is Chuck, and then therefore I call myself Wagon. So I, nice to meet you. My name is Chuck Wagon. My name is Danny. I, I have I have a little mule. <laughs> no, little mule. Uh, um, so. Hey, did you ever, did you ever see romancing with romancing the stone? Yes, I have my little mule. So uh, this week I bought a little mule. It's a Kawasaki mule uh, to do work around yeah. my property. It's a little bit four wheel drive vehicle. Chuck thought it was a golf cart. Um, it's a golf cart with a dump no bed. golf cart that could pull a freaking house. Oh my so god, dude! I've already moved so much crap with it. And park my Aren't trailer you, and live in the cities like us. Aren't you sick of when people knock on your door? I mean, it's sad, but that's their job. And a guy knocks on my day. He goes, hey, hey, man, I need I need money for a donation towards the, the local swimming pool. So I gave him two, two bottles of water. <laughs> All right, so I know that was a joke, but I'm going to tell you, you know, if somebody wants to come up to my door, if you're selling something and you want to knock on my door, I'm going to look around. And no. I, here's the deal. If I don't see a car... Then I'm buying whatever you got. Um, if I see a car, then no, because because if you're walking door to door in my neighborhood, you're going a quarter mile between houses. I will buy whatever you're selling. <laughs> I usually give them a few bucks and a bottle of water because I don't need anything. <laughs> Security system, solar, everything. I got all everything. So right. I, I don't need for any product, right? So um, when they come by. I am the nicest. Now, it's all about time of day. So, like, if you come by on a Saturday morning at four, 7, and I got to try, try to get dressed, you're not getting the best me. <laughs> Through my security <laughs> system, I'm like, just go away. What? Just go away. Sir, what do you do? Obviously, I have a security system. Just go away. Now, you catch me when I'm on my lawn or doing all the things I do, and you come up and you give me a spiel about solar or something, I might slip you five bucks and give you a bottle of water because everybody needs five bucks and a bottle of water. Thank you for tuning in, all the guys who are ready. And then now there's been one or two that I've chased them off. Like, get that. Get them. Get it. Come on. I don't want no more. Come on, sir, but you don't understand. No, I do understand. I've got two 12 gauges and an AR-15. I will come out there. My daughter and wife aren't home. I'll blow everything up. I had one guy before we go to Beer 30. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Was I, had, I had this company come up, and they were very aggressive about selling me pest control, right? So I won't tell the name of my company, but I work in that industry, and I have a truck like anybody does it in my driveway and I'm like 
hey, good morning. Hey, man, I'm tired. What's up? Hey, we're trying to learn your neighborhood. And I was like, um, look behind you. No, no, it doesn't matter what's behind. I'm like, um, I'm going to be nice one more time. You and the guy in the truck out there, look in my driveway behind you. Because I'm always nice. And he's like, well, what's that? And I go, um, that's a pest control truck. And <laughs> I I also do this for a So most of the um, people, door-to-door people nowadays are like college, temporary college. Right. Kids that they, yeah. And they have, no, they have no care or whatnot. And I was like, okay, well, I get he's so blinded by the fact he goes, so what do, and he said, what do I do? And I go, you walk over there and you go and you, and I wish you good luck. And he goes, like, oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Clunk, door shut. Yeah. So, thanks. Hey, hey man, man, you just can't fix stupid. No, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. <laughs> so, uh, I got it. So, welcome to Old Guys Over Red Fair Party Show. It's Beer 30. Danny, what do you tell him? B-W-E-W-R-U-N, beer run. B-W-E-W-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 car and key and a sober driver. B-W-E-W-R-U-N, beer run. Nice. So thank you again for tuning in. Danny and his wonderful uh, melodic chords going around the world. Um, so we thank you for tuning in. Danny's going to start off. What do you got for us today? I'm going right. to have mine on the fridge. I got a new beer from one of my favorite breweries, which is the Real L Brewery in Blanco, Texas, uh, a little outside of city of Austin. Uh, they are located deep in the hill country. It's one of my favorites because they have Devil's Backbone, which is a road through the hill country. And this one is called Hill Country Bach. So we're going to find out if they know anything about Bach. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to have to kick them in the Bach. So anyway... Uh, it's a Hill Country Bach from Real L and Blanco. It's handcrafted in the Texas Hills, is what, what it says on there. I was looking for a uh, 4.9% alcohol by volume. It's got a really good Bach color. Um, you know, it's not too dark, um, not too light. I mean, it's it's pretty good color. Got an okay smell. That's good. That's uh that is definitely a drink it. I was drinking the Carbach Jukebox, which is a Bach. The Carbach Jukebox. That's what I was drinking prior to that. And um I think this is better. And I really like that Carbach. The Carbach's one of my favorite, but that is a damn fine Bach beer. So there you go. Uh nice. people in the Hill Country, you know, Shiner Bach Bach beers got famous because of Shiner Bach, which is down just south of the Hill Country in Texas. And in hey, Shiner, Texas. Yeah. And so we definitely know, know how to make Bach beer in, in Texas, and that is a good one. So there you go. So unfortunately, I have to go old school and say what I'm drinking today is Stella Artois. Uh, it is a 4.0 alcohol, 4.0 alcohol content. It's kind of a pilsner, but the thing I like about Stella, just to be – quite frank with everybody in the world is you can almost get it everywhere. And so I like a beer when I'm on the rush on the home to barbecue, I can grab, it's not a yard beer. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely something that's gotta be. It's like a Heineken without the stink. 
there you go, because it's almost always fresh. For whatever reason, Heineken and uh, always has a stink. Always almost always. Always got that skunk. And so I researched it, and there's a reason why they put it in the green bottles. Yeah. Because anything in those bottles will last longer around the world and transport before someone purchases it. Right. But Heineken, you, you get a Heineken out there, there's not an expiration date when they pull those out of there. That Dunkel could have been in there, and it could Dunkel your Dunkel. So I, I like Stella, and I'll try going right now because it's fairly crisp and better than Heineken, but it for a long time was the best beer I could get with a medium alcohol content on a regular basis before I learned about beer. So cheers, Stella, drink, drink it, and and love it. So it's a drink it. All right, Stella Artois, drink it. Hill Country Bach from the Real Air Brewery, drink it. So that's uh, two drinkets today. So fantastic. That's awesome. Amen. All right, so hey – um. On, uh, you know what a week from today is? Because today's the 21st. You know what a week from today is? Um, well, that would be the 28th. Okay. And do you know what the next day is? April Fool's Day? No. <laughs> What's no. That? March 1st. And what happens in March? March Madness. March, March Madness. Madness. So here we go. So no. college basketball is getting pretty good. I was looking at some of the rankings today. Houston. Houston, the Houston Cougars are number one in the nation, uh, right in front of Alabama. For the third time. Right. For the third time. Yeah. So And Alabama was number one for the first time in basketball in 30 years. Well, we talked about them, and I'll let you go back onto it. I'm sorry. Last year, we talked about Alabama being a good basketball team and when they upset Texas Tech, and I was mad. Because Alabama football might win it and Alabama basketball might win it. And I was all pissed off. But go ahead. So, yes. Yes, no, sir. That's okay. So, right now, um, there are today 12 teams from the uh, top 25 are playing. I know TCU played last night. They played Kansas. They got beat. I want to talk about that here in just a second. But I just want to tell you. I'm getting excited for March Madness. Number one, I always love it. I think it's a great time. I can't wait till we do our brackets. But holy crap, this year is going to be a mess. And it's it ought to be a yeah, great tournament. And the reason I say that is Houston is number one, and they are on a whopping seven-game winning streak. I thought it was three. Well, right. No, it's seven. And that is the longest of the top 25. And so I thought it was top ten. Their winning streak is the top twenty-five. Their, their winning streak seven is the biggest in the top twenty-five. Anybody? But, so I think what it is, Danny, is and you know you can you can say what you want, but parody in sports is a real thing. It's a great and thing. It's not a real thing. It's, it's a really great cool. thing. Yeah. Other than for betting pitfalls, people make a little bit betting. <laughs> hey, not cool for them. Not right? my problem. So, I'm a fan, right. and it's not my problem if you're putting money on Amen. the game and you can't and you can't handicap it. I don't care. I think no, that no. this is going to be some really entertaining basketball because I think there's a lot of parity. Like I said, now now Houston is like 28 and two, 
But one of those losses is pretty recent, and you. So you've got. I think Alabama's twenty-eight and two, also. But they lost like three games ago. Anyway, there's no big long winning streaks. But Nobody's been like to five see. teams. Yeah. who've lost to all buddies or in the top twenty-five. Yeah, and like usual, but it, that is the so. A and M today. So A and M because I'm a big A and M fan. A&M One of the beat, best sports yeah. of the year. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A&M beat no, uh, number 25 A&M, beat number 11 Tennessee today, 68-63. So there's a t- almost a top 10 team that's going to gonna fall. I, like I said, it, it's just exciting. And well, what you have to do as a basketball out. program is make the dance. So if yeah. you make the dance, what happens is, is you make a lot of money. Because any game that you're televised on, but back in the day – I used to take that that three days off. And everybody goes, why are you taking March whatever to March whatever off? I go, right, yeah. And at that time, it was the only time I could absorb as much college basketball because it was on everywhere. And so this game would happen, this game would happen, And it was on every channel and every ESPN. Every, you could always watch basketball for like until like eight at night. And then by then, I'd already had enough beer, so I'd pass out. There you they go. wake up the next day, and they start early. And the same, then now the 8, 12s are playing. So the, the great thing is about this year is about like every year. March Madness is really excitement and really great, 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 great sports. Um, not, if you don't like sports, so if you're around the world and you, you have to stream in, watch like – the final, the big eight, or the or the, the big the sixteen. Watch when those teams get narrowed down a little bit to the little Al, Saint Alphonsus, who was nobody with a lady praying for him, and she prayed him to the final four. <laughs> Watch, it, so, it is a real, real. It's an event. Yeah, it's an event. It's an event. What? Oh, it's an event that you have to witness, and yeah. if you haven't been to the final four, which I have. It's just like the Super Bowl. But the crazy part is that from about, for me, for about the 32, so it starts with 64. It starts with a little more than 64 teams. Yeah, right, it's, it's 68 now, yeah. yeah. 68, then it gets to 64, then it goes to 32. Right about between 64 and 32, ladies and gentlemen, it's really exciting because you really don't know. There are, there are teams that are coached so well in this basketball game we play here in America. You don't know who's going to win. And you get matchups, and it's coaching, and it's things, and it's crowds, and energy. So it's just like the World Cup in a certain way for America. Watch March Madness. Watch college basketball because it will show you a little sneak peek into where a lot of the basketball players around the world come from. Because they go to most colleges in America to get their name out to play in the NBA with money and all the billions of dollars for the NBA, which NBA has been really hurting me lately. But if you around the world or any country want to see what a frame up of energy, for me, it's always been the highest level of energy, even higher than the World Cup because I'm from America. But. I think that it's a place that you all out there in the world can really watch real competition and real passion and real energy. And NFL, NBA, watch March Madness. 
watch college basketball in the United States of America, and you you will definitely buy in, get your chips, get your popcorn, have some fun, settle down, get your. Uh, I can't say all the words around the world about your snacks. So, so one one of the things I wanted to go over is I was watching TCU last night. So TCU earlier in the season beat Kansas, like. 84 to 73 or something. And Kansas right now is number three in the nation, and TCU is 24, and they were playing at TCU. And I'm going to tell you, TCU lost, and you know I'm a fan of TCU, and I was glad they got beat. And and here's why. Because um, you get beat now. Well, no, it, it's not that. There, there's not an ulterior motive. It's TCU came out, and the first five or six minutes, they went down uh, like 12 to nothing before they scored. Well, Every one of their shots that they missed. And and so so Kansas was shooting about 40% and TCU was shooting zero, right? So, I mean, there were a lot of shots in there. Every one of TCU shots, I mean, every single one was trying to get a foul. Not driving the hole, driving at the hole, thinking that they may foul you and making the basket. No, they were leaning into a guy and making a ridiculous shot hoping they were going to get a foul call. And the fouls weren't getting called because they were they were trying. They were leaning in. They were jumping into. It was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw because the shots they were trying to take were absurd. I mean, they were things that you would think I might shoot because I suck at basketball. So anything <laughs> could come out of my hand, right? So you think, that's, oh, my God, that's a stupid-ass Danny shot. The game you know, of basketball of, tells you, Danny, when you're down, you – the old school, where I'm from, I was about to say, that's not anymore, is you go inside, go to your big guy, throw a foul, drive the hoop, drive the hoop, get contact. They didn't, but my point is, they didn't try to score and draw the foul. They tried to create the foul and then shoot. Right. And they were missing every and then, shot, and then they weren't. Right. So here's well, the deal. Because it, yeah. You drive. I couldn't yeah, you drive I the basket. Yeah, but you drive the basket. You try to make the shot, and you get fouled. Then you get the shot plus a point. But they weren't trying to make the shot. They were trying to get the foul, and and they went. They dug themselves in this hole that they never dug out of. And I mean, and I really think that they lost by eleven or twelve points. Which in the first five minutes of the game, if they would have just tried to play some basketball, they they may have had a shot at winning. So I was really glad well, to that, see it because I'm glad the refs didn't call it, and I'm glad that they didn't get away with the crap that they were trying to pull because it was terrible. So that's and, that's the story of basketball, yeah. unfortunately. Well, Story of most sport. But I was glad that, that they called the game the way it should have been called. They didn't let the BS go. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah. TCU, who I want to see win later, hopefully they learned a lesson. And they can go back and go, what the hell was I thinking? They can get back out there and go the right direction. Yeah, um, They got a great team, and I like their coach. Uh, but uh, what, what all sports are about is about that moment of coaching. And, and in that moment. And we both coach. And we can both tell stories. But – uh, thousands of but what what happens is that unfortunately um, there there are moments in sports wherever you are whatever you play cricket um, <laughs> soccer uh, rugby um, so I played a year of rugby and you want to play no joke sports I'm old now but you want to play no joke sports go play go play one season of rugby over over in for uh, New Mexico see if the semi pro football was tougher I played rugby so, predicting most things is the tough part, and people's emotions take over most things. 
So what I'm going to tell you is that this emotional thing about NCAA basketball is real. There's so much emotion and passion and fun. It's like the World Series or the World Cup. And it's just around all this up is that it doesn't matter what team you follow, doesn't matter to what team, bad calls, there's always bad calls. But around the world, uh, I'd like to introduce you all to NCAA. And uh, then we're going to go one more thing before Wait, we finish up. I, I, do, I do have to say that if you're on the West Coast, uh, UCLA is number four and San Diego State is number 22. Uh, and the next furthest West team is. Arizona, and then I think everything else is, uh, you know, about where Texas and East. So you're, you're going to have a bad time if you're if you're rooting no, for only West no, Coast team. No, you're not. <laughs> when the brackets come out, they send teams all around the country, so it doesn't matter. I didn't say they can't watch them. I just said they won't have a home team to root for. Well, if they're going to be watching in Germany, then they may yeah. maybe have to figure out how to watch it there too. So it's called the NCAA. March Madness Tournament. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you got me off topic. I was doing really good. <laughs> That's really an important thing for people around the world who don't know American sports. Is like, we don't know cricket. I watched the cricket championships and playoffs. Crickets chirp at night and keep me awake. What more do I need to know? What's that? Crickets chirp at night and keep me awake. What more do I need to know? I know cricket's well. That a billion people play cricket. <laughs> a billion people play cricket. So I've been watching some cricket matches. And, you know, I would say it's freaking awesome, dude. It's, it's, it's a minimized version of baseball. So if you're out there, um, I can't find – I haven't been able to figure out how to – organize which teams I follow. But I watched five cricket matches the other day, and every one of them. Fantastic. And the big hitter comes up, and then the guy, and I, it, I'll never, I'll never <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. Cricket comes up, and the guy comes up with the paddle that your coach used to whip your ass with in junior high, and you're going, wait a minute, this is a game? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I'm just telling you all, all your cricket fans out there, I, I watch it. I, I enjoy it. I got it. I need you to send me in some messages about your favorite teams and who I should follow because I watch individual matchups because they have like little league and then big league and then the, the championship leagues around the, the, the globe and the country. It's a big deal. And uh, so I, I just happened to be looking through events. I was looking for pay-per-view fights. Because I was uh, following my MMA stuff, and I cricketed, I cricketed on it, <laughs> and it was really enjoyable. And I've been googling for it, and I've been watching it ever since. What a what a what a great sport! Uh, all right, so you know we, we're talking about some different some different sports, and you're talking about cricket. So the other day I was I turned on, and I I don't know if you know, like ten years ago the MLS was not really that big of a thing. But they're pretty huge. All their teams are, are worth about a half a billion dollars now, which which is a big thing. And they've got, I can't remember, it's 28 or 32 teams now. They're, they are a big deal. So if you're a soccer fan, they're a big deal. But I, I saw the Major League MLR, Major League Rugby, 
here in the United States. And so I watched a match, and it was I, it was Houston, and I can't remember who, who they were playing. And they were, I think they were playing Dallas. I really do. I think it was Houston versus Dallas. I can't remember, but they were dogging them. Um, they were up 19-0 to at halftime. But, yeah, so the major rugby league, uh, ML, MRL, instead of the major soccer league, is major rugby league. I'm like, holy crap. Um, but, yeah, so I got to watch a, a rugby match, and that's an interesting game. Uh, so yeah, just I mean, it, it's kind of cool with the whole globalness that we're doing. Some different sports are out there, uh, so we may have to start talking cricket and rugby. We'll definitely start having to talk soccer, uh, but right now, man, we got March Madness and we've got baseball coming up. But I wanted to throw that out there because I found that really great. I, I took my time and watched a match. I mentioned it earlier. I played a year of rugby. Yeah, and um, it's a different game, and um, it's some of the toughest SOBs on the planet. All right. Um, so, so I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you on that. But well, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. I guess. We'll no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They're, they're some of the toughest SOBs on the planet. Um, when you get hit in cricket with a ball, it hurts. Right. When you get hit playing football with pads on, not so much. It, it knock you out. I mean, it'll hurt. When you play rugby and get hit or get in a scrum, when five to ten guys are whipping your ass, there's a different level of, I'm going to hit you football style with no pads. So it's like old school football with rugby and or Australian rules football. Check that one out. Yeah, I, I have. That's cool, too. That is, when they're coming down the field, there are times they're ahead, contact, base, and you see guys get knocked out, knocked up, and all that stuff. There's a, That's the old stool brain of contact. And I didn't even know how to shrum, scrum. And so my first couple practices, I was strong enough and athletic enough. Then they got me in there, and they all whooped me up really well. They call it, hey, stand up, stand up, stand up. <laughs> and they're pushing me around. And I finally got out of there. I was like, what the f- is that? They go, well, we got to get you ready to hit. I was like, line up. Anybody line, like offensive line, line up. Anyone you want to line up with me, I'll line up and I'll put you all down. They're like, oh, oh we got a good lad here. I'm like, what the hell is that all about? He goes, it's not about knowing how to play. It's not knowing how to get hit and not go, go to sleep. <laughs> And so that, I respect that game so much because you constantly – there's no helmet. No. There's there maybe a knee pad or two. And when you're fighting and out there and smacking, I was like, this is awesome, except I have to go to work. I don't know how <laughs> – I didn't know how these guys – I guess it's because culturally, right, you grew up playing that game. You come to America, and that's what you're used to. And you just wake up the next day and be like, oh, and you brush your hair and your teeth, and you, and you go and you go to work. Oh, I'm sore from getting my ass kicked in rugby. No, no. Well, that's a whole nother beating, sir. It's a, it's a, uh, a whole... they, they, they only play games on Friday nights. <laughs> so they have the weekend to recover. Indeed, indeed. So all right, all thank right. you for tuning in to Radio. Thank you for tuning in. It's Chuck. It's Danny. We're still here. We're not exactly overseas or in South America yet, but we're going. So what's up, bro? All right. So so 
Saturday, um, we had uh, football. You know, the NFL's over, and so I, I'm, I'm wondering. XFL. And the XFL came back, and The Rock had it, and I didn't even know this. You know, I when I lived in Arlington, I really gave a crap about what goes on in Arlington. I don't live there anymore, so I didn't even know. But the whole XFL is based out of Arlington. So I'm struggling with this because here are the, I, I do you know where the teams are? Are you familiar with the teams for the XFL? There's only eight, and I get that. But are you familiar right. where they're with where they're from? Um, well, I, I I know there's uh, Houston, yeah, uh, Arlington, yep. Um, there's the Sea Dragons. I don't know where they're from. Seattle. So I'm I'm fairly familiar with the eight teams. Okay, but I know that the Rock brought it back, and when the when when the rock says he smells something cooking, it's gonna play well. Right. And there were some good games this week, man. So yeah. I don't know about the other three. I, I don't have them in front of me. I watched one game and we need we're going. Old God's Rule Radio is going to one. Oh yeah, because cause they play in Arlington. They play at the uh, old Cowboy or old Arlington Stadium at the ballpark in Arlington, the greatest baseball stadium in the history of baseball stadiums. That is now a football stadium, so we got to go. All right, so so here, here's here's where they they play, and you know they got their season, and they've got eight teams, and then the USFL that had success. So XFL had success two years ago or three years ago, and then COVID hit and killed well, them. They were doing great, well, and COVID, COVID destroyed them. Yeah, had, yeah, that that was Vince McMahon. Yeah, but, yes, but then the XFL had great success yeah. back in the nineties or whatever. Right. So yes, but they had great success, and it really looked like they could be a viable league. I was kind of excited about it, and then COVID hit and, and killed them. And then the USFL came back from the 80s as well. And they've got eight teams. And they played all their games in Birmingham, Alabama, which I really question. Because how can you call yourself the Philadelphia anything when all your games are in Alabama? But that's So so I'm going to ask you, because this is kind of weird. You have the Vegas Vipers, the Arlington Renegades, the Orlando Guardians, the Houston Roughnecks, St. Louis Battlehawks, San Antonio Brahmas, Seattle Dragons and DC Defenders. So this stuff is, you know, you you know, Vegas, Orlando and Seattle out toward the west, DC up in the northeast, Orlando on the southwest and then you got three teams in Texas. And I think it's cuz, you know, Texas we're crazy about football and we'll watch freaking anything. Oh, uh, football? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, we just don't care. But I'm wondering how viable or how excited people around the country may be to watch some of these teams. That when they don't have a team within you know a thousand miles of them. So, well, did you watch? Okay, well then, I'll put this back to you. Uh, that's fine. Did you watch your game? Did you watch your game? I, no, actually, I did not have the opportunity to watch this okay. weekend. All right, all right. So now, now I call you a poop, a shit face. <laughs> but the reason I call you that is that how much you want to think of people who watch us. There was some good football. I watched right. two okay. games. Yeah. And so my point to you is, and to everybody is, it was really pretty viable football. And there was, it was not NFL, don't get me wrong, but it was not USFL either. So this would be like AAA football. And it, it was competitive and exciting. I, I am going to be going to a game. So I watched it on TV and the Roughnecks were, they, with Wade Phillips, 
old NFL. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, love Wade Phillips. Old cowboy coach. He's the coach of the Roughnecks. And and it was, so, so this is what I tell everybody. It was football. So it was football. And go ahead. Well, if you don't know, you know the Roughnecks use uh, Houston Roughnecks use kind of like an oil derrick because it's and that's what they call people who work in the oil fields. And Houston used to have a team called the Oilers. And when you're talking about Wade Phillips, wasn't it his dad that was one of the coaches? Was the coach of the Houston Oilers forever? Uh, Bum Phillips. Bum Phillips. Is his name. Right. So Bum Phillips. Yes, but is that uh, not freaking fantastic history? I love that. I'm sorry. Keep going, but I think that's. I just oh, think that it, adds it was, to the was, mystique of the Houston team. It was. It, it, it was pretty good football. It is pretty good football. It's not quite USFL crap level from last year, and it's not quite XFL from the '90s, but it is NFL enough ish <laughs> that you can watch it. And you cannot turn it off. Because the USFL games last year, some of them were so lame that it was like, okay, I, these guys are definitely practicing. There's no reason and there's no make. But they made good plays. And it, again, again, um, I think that the quality of the players, it's AAA. If y'all haven't ever been and watched a AAA baseball game, they're pretty good. They're not major league across the board. I, I, I'm going to give Old Guys Rural Radio gives the XFL and The Rock a thumbs up. And you can get you can get lower bowl tickets for the uh, – I was just looking. Um, when Arlington Rednecks come to the Houston uh, – Arlington Renegades come to the Houston Roughnecks, you can get tickets for under 20 bucks over in the corner down on the lower uh, – because everything's lower bowl. Um, $24 – uh, twenty-seven bucks for the end zone, and then if you really want, like, 50, I saw fifty-eight dollar tickets. Yeah, and they're really good seats. So if yeah. you want to drive down there and have some more steaks, we'll do a live podcast right from outside the stadium. We'll tailgate that thing. I would love to do that. That may be too close to my last visit because that's next weekend, and I don't know that my wife would let me oh. do it. Um. <laughs> well, well, we'll do it eventually. But yeah. We'll do it eventually. I send tickets. But well, well, my, our point about all of that is that this is pretty good football. And yeah. so if you're in an area where they're playing and you're an NFL fan, don't hesitate. Turn it on. Viewing ratings are important. And, uh, and dude, the Rock shows up in most games. Hey, and uh, if you can't smell, he's got cooking. Hey, LOL. Hey, blah, blah, April blah, blah. Sunday, April twenty third at three p.m. Houston is playing at Arlington. You come up, hang out with me, and we'll go to the game. And Rock may be there because the corporate headquarters is in Arlington as well. Just saying, and then and that may be to determine some playoff stuff. So we may want to do that. I don't know. I've been working out, man. I want to arm wrestle the Rock now. At least. <laughs> All right, so anyway. one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is because in April they start the USFL, and so this year they're playing in Memphis, Tennessee, and Birmingham, Alabama. So my question that's is, it. yeah, that's and it. That's it. That's it. They're playing in two different stadiums so that they don't have right. to play. Well, like like uh, the second week, the Gamblers play at eleven thirty, and then the Memphis plays at six p.m. Both in the same stadium, and then the next day. Well, <laughs> right. now let's see. They're playing. Um, 
maybe they do float. They've got. Well, we can, you you don't have to give any more stats. No. Uh, like you and I feel, and like the rest of the people of the world around the world feel, that's just a lame league. And I'm surprised that it's going to be able to survive another year. You can't not travel a little bit. You can't not have fans from around there. And so that's it. So they, USL yeah. may survive, but they're not going to. They're not going to. It's all about profit. And so, what are they going to make on this league and that league? They may be able to float it this year and then next year because they got you got people to play. But the XFL's got a little more right. Is that fair? Yeah, and well, here's here's so I started looking. They have some games at uh, the Hall of Fame Stadium where they did last year. That was kind of cool. Um, they've got games in Birmingham, Alabama, and then they have some games in Michigan. But that's why I say, if you're a Houston Gambler fan, right? How can you be a Houston Gambler fan when you can never go see your team? Where we're talking about the Roughnecks, and they're going to get to play Arlington in Houston and in Arlington. And now you can build a rivalry and fans can go. And quite frankly, Houston could drive to Arlington or San Antonio and watch a game. But if you're in Houston, are you going to drive to Memphis, Tennessee, or Canton, Ohio, or Detroit and Michigan to watch your team play? And that's where I wonder, you know, the viability. That's, you know, I wanted to talk about it because I want to talk viability of the two leagues. Never, and- never logical, never logical. There was actually pretty good gameplay when you watch it, all of it. When you watch the USFL last year, the gameplay was fairly decent. You could tell that it was probably B-League. But, again, we didn't. nobody watched a lot. When we were on the show and it started, we were like, okay, cool. Look, awesome, cool, another football league. But come on, Daryl Johnson. You know, former – Yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. you know that people aren't going to go there to watch a league. That's 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 like that's worse than March Madness. I mean, you've at least travel stadiums a little bit. So I'll tell you that I will I will watch XFL games because I watched them, and I haven't been to one. But I'm, we're gonna we'll either maybe we'll stream for both. But if you have games in cities. And those cities, fans can go show up, and they showed up in those cities. It, you'll probably continue, and you'll probably promise. So uh, that's we're not NFL executives, but every time we seem to say things, especially me, they seem to work. Because every time I say this guy's getting traded, and this guy's gonna retire, this guy's getting traded, they keep coming, coming. So I swear! I swear! You. These people listen to us. I swear they do, because whatever we say, well, they tend they to do. do or not, they probably tune in and do like a guest listen. So please subscribe, tune in, like us, share us. All the things you can do with us all around the world. We're funny. We're reasonably good looking. We know a lot of shit about sports. So, Danny, what's your next and coming up to the end of the show? What's your last couple of topics? Actually, that kind of finished out the topics that I want to get to. I was trying to push some of them, and I know I cut you up a, a couple of times because I wanted to get to, right. to all the football. Uh, just the different yeah. stuff that's out there. I mean, you know, typically and, and historically, after the Super Bowl, there's been a lull. 
uh, before baseball starts and, and, you know, basketball and <laughs> hockey really aren't taking off because they're not to the right. playoffs yet. And so things are kind of slow. We didn't even talk about hockey. And hockey's pretty exciting yeah. right now, too. It's so, hot right now. So, yeah, so we've, got, we've got XFL, hockey, March Madness, a little bit of NBA. These are things to look forward to. MLB coming online. That's five. So all of those almost equal one football game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, one one college football weekend, one NFL football weekend. There's five. I mean, there's five different things. And now we got to start looking at ML or MRL, which is the major uh, rugby league. MSL is about to start kicking off, literally, with their feet. And then, you know, I mean, good God, are we going to worry about cricket? I mean, that's eight different things we got to worry about. And then the Europeans are over there doing their uh, European, uh, doing the uh, oh, whatever the cup is that they do for soccer. Oh my God! Yeah, there's several. So in baseball, if you're, what's the difference between baseball and politics? In baseball, you're out if you're caught stealing. Um, I couldn't quite remember how to throw a boomerang, but it came back to me. <laughs> just a couple. Of, I know. Just a couple of bad jokes at the towards the end. Of the show. No, that's all right, man. So, we we um, got to have them. That's part of that's part of hey, our, our niche. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of those DNA tests in about a week because uh, no, literally, I, I thought I was Norwegian. And a giant, broad-shouldered, stupid Viking my whole life. Right. But apparently, I've got lots of other crazy stuff out there. Like, I'm like, Heinz 57. So I could be related to whatever. Not just the, the leader of the Viking nation. <laughs> Wait, that sounds bad. No, okay. Well, the uh, leader of the uh, Minnesota Viking But anyway, we thank you for tuning in. <laughs> hey, hey my Radio. football team were the Vikings, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's Chuck. It's Danny. We love you. Uh, We miss you. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, Beer Goals is a really good stream to follow. Okay, great. We haven't even talked about our Beer Goals. Have we told him that he's got some beer on the way? Uh, Well, we we can't really legally say that. Yes, I've, (laughs) I've, I've communicated that. Messenger. And once he gets it and gets all the other prizes in there, we're going to get back on his show or he's going to, uh, on his stream eight, or he's going to come back on. $8. So $8.99 plus tax. $8.99 plus plus tax. The best drunk wow. on you could ever have. I'm telling you, it's what I sent him. So. Right. I get you. I get you. I get you. So, what's your final thoughts for? Our Beer Girls friends and all the old guys are all radio. Well, hey, so since we're talking to Beer Girls friends, the uh, the stuff that I that I sent out there um, for the and I don't even remember what he called it, but it was just your beer uh, your beer value. It's the best uh, alcohol per per volume per dollar. Nine dollars for a six pack of craft beer, and the the low alcohol content is it was a sampler pack was nine point what two or three. Um, it and it's all really good beer. But that beer happened to come from the Real L Brewery, which is who I tried today. Just, they make you know, them. he just reviewed that on his, his thing. I, and I, I, I copied you on there. It's, yeah. One of his favorite Texas beers is that now. Which, which one was it? Was it the Fireman's 4? What you're drinking right now. The Fireman's 4? 
Oh, that's yeah. a heck of a beer. Uh, the Fireman's Four, they have the Devil's Backbone, which I really like. Um, obviously, now I like their their Bach beer. Uh, the three that I sent him are all really good, except those are the high alcohol content beers. But So it was a real our brewery, man. Um, so I hope he likes what we sent him. But I'm telling you right now, you guys in California, now what was it, $93 to ship the package? So the beer was $9. Know, I, know. <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to quote that thing. So, so what I'd like to tell everybody for the end of the show. Nine dollars for the beer, ninety-five dollars to ship. So, so well, when, let alone the two t-shirts and two hats. So, a three, a, a ten-dollar six-pack is two hundred dollars, right? So, so, if you want to come hey. to Texas, I will, I will share that six-pack with you for free and cook a steak with it. If you want me to ship it to you, send me a C note, and it's on the way. <laughs> Thank you for sending the old guys over radio. I keep banging that drum. So, um, one we did we did well without keeping all, with keeping all the politics out of the show. But um, there's some really really bad things going on right now. So um, I'm going to tell you that my final thought for the show is I'm praying for America, uh, the United States of America, that. Hopefully, um, we survive this time. Um, they're stacking up against us. And go ahead, Danny. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm just listening. We got Uncle Joe at the helm, you know. <clears throat> and yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's uh, we're just kind of listening, sitting back, going, man, boy. I sure wish all things were different, but um, I've started teaching beautiful daughter em- uh, Mandarin. Um, <laughs> make sure you have uh, rice and stockpile foods and waters. Um, that's not sarcastic. That's actual. No, no. I've I got mean, a unfortunately, water you gotta be got to be prepared. So anyway, Danny, you want to say something other than that? No, I, well, you know, I mean, I agree with you. We need to we need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our leaders, even when we disagree with them, because we need to pray that they have some wisdom and make some good decisions. And and I don't know that that's always going on. I think if we're really going to pray for people, let's pray for the folks over in uh, Ohio that had the accident. I mean that that needs to be prayed for. Um, we want to make sure that those folks don't have cancer that they don't have lingering effects from what was going on in the terrain derailment that apparently oh. is not important enough to get even a secretary to go do a visit on the same day that we got a president going to another country. And I, I struggle with that. I know that, that oh, so you know, much. there, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, and you know, just, just pray for our country, pray for the people in it, prepare for the worst. Um, hey. and I, you know, just, just prepare. Hey, yourself you know what else? Family. Yeah. Here's one on a positive. We know how to make burgers, and we know how to make steaks. So if you want a burger recipe or a steak recipe, or if you just want to see how to do a push-up, I don't post. I don't. We don't posterize all that stuff. Right there, baby. Hey, bring it on. Hey, I, world. so if you're talking that, so you got firemen fours, right? I have first responders light your ass on fire chili somewhere on the internet. And you can find out how I made 
some of the best chili I've ever made using Fireman's Four as a base in in the in the uh, chili. But uh, we, I did it for I did it for radio chili challenge. Actually, everything's it, all good. It wasn't that. I would I would. I, I, good God, I got to find it and post it. Um, I did it for a company out of California. Uh, they and they wanted somebody to do a Texas chili, and there ain't no beans in my Texas chili. Uh, I did it. They edited it down for me. It was pretty good. Uh, when I made the chili, it's some of the best damn chili I ever ha- I've ever eaten. And I'm telling you, if you follow that recipe, it will be freaking fantastic. So, if hey, folks, no. Danny named his dog Six Miles. Six Pack. So you could tell everybody. No, uh, Six Pack. I had a yeah. dog named Six Pack. You didn't know that. No, so you tell everybody Drake, you walk six pack every day. Oh no! So I walk six miles every day. No, actually, right, I'm sorry. Right. I literally right. had a dog named Six Pack. Uh, you know, which is the worst thing when you're running down when when she gets out and you're going six pack. Six pack. <laughs> oh, I, said, so I had, had, a, I had a dog named Jaffa. I won't spell it all, but it's just another bleeping animal. It was Jaffa. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, for 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 mine, she had six paws in each of her six. last. She had six or six uh six toes on each of her back feet. So my wife named her Six Pack because she had a six pack of toes. The next dog was Pumpkin because she was a pit bull and had a big old pumpkin head with big old pumpkin eyes, and she was orange. And so you know, I mean, we name them regular stuff. My my brother in law or my niece, she named her her fish Swimmy and her dog Barky. You know, we're we're not that creative. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, old guys Real radio. We appreciate you tuning in. Be nice, do something nice. And I think if you're anywhere in the United No, you know what? Pray for our world. Yeah. Just pray for our world. Hey, our folks out in Germany. There, there's people you know, there there are so many idiots <laughs> that just don't realize that peace is okay. We can all have a burrito. Let's just all have a burrito and let's chill. Let's not go any further. And um, we will help you ever we can. So if you're in our hearing and listening area and you're without a water or you're without a burrito. So the last thing I'll say to anybody that can hear me, if you can hear me, you can text me. You can message me. I'll help you however I can. I'm delivering for some free beds tomorrow. In the next few days, I'm doing all sorts of fun stuff to help people. But I will help you however I can. I did it. Dan is the same out where he is. Amen, brother. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, like us, share us, subscribe, tell us some stuff.